Hello and welcome to the next episode of Uber Neuro, the podcast that seeks to spotlight amazing people who, despite or because of various neurodiversities, whether it's uh, autism or ADHD or dyspraxia, dyslexia, whatever it is, or Tourette's, whatever you may have, um, we're spotlighting amazing people who have uh, achieved great things in their lives just to show to the rest of the world that all of that is possible. And I've done that because, of course, as regular listeners will know, my son was recently diagnosed with autism and was pretty depressed about it and I wanted to prove to him that there are lots of amazing people out there and he has amazing life ahead of him and now talking about amazing people I'm a bit kind of taken away with my guest today because uh, all of my guests are amazing special but I think uh, I'm breaking new ground when I say that joining me today um, is uh, the one and only Tyler Carr from Love Island. Tyler are you there? Hi, hi, yes, I'm here. Hello. Now, we know you from Love Island, but there's so much more to you, and we're going to, so much more, we're going to find out about being a mum, about having ADHD, about the challenges you faced, and how you adapted to them. I'm really excited to talk to you. So, why don't you start off by telling the world who you are, and uh, uh, in case they don't know who you are, tell them a bit about Tyler. So, yes, I'm Tyler, and most people would know me from Love Island. Um and it was an amazing experience and people would ask me you know how was it and i say one of the best and worst things that's ever happened to me <laughs> um so yes yeah, so, and i have adhd uh, i also have dyslexia wow. um and yeah and it's something i struggled with without realizing i was struggling with for a very long time yeah um i got diagnosed as an adult which is kind of unheard of these days uh, and it's only because my mum pushed and pushed and always said, there's something not quite right. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was just because of my struggles at home with my mum did she think, you know, there's, there's got to be something more to this than me. Because, I mean, there'd be times where I was just screaming, saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand it myself. Um, and it's scary. It's scary. And once it got, once I finally got diagnosed, it was like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, so, like, I've got yeah. something to blame it on. It isn't just me and my mind driving me insane. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was lovely to, to hear what you said about your son proving to him that people can do good no matter what. And you can a hundred percent. It hasn't been an easy road, but yeah, you definitely can. And I love what you're doing here. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And, and I love something you said there, you know, and, and, and I really identify with it. When my son, when we got the diagnosis, my son was so happy because up until that mm. point, you know, he's a young, a young lad. We're going through this when he was 12, 13. And, you know, 12, 13 mm. year old boys have got enough to deal with obviously and yeah, oh God, so of all of the other stuff he was really struggling with school struggling with social interaction and anxiety so when we started to look into it and we realized that we th we thought there's something going on here and we got the diagnosis absolutely exactly as you said he realized it wasn't him yeah he realized yeah exactly pressure came off you know mm. and um, it was like you know like sorry go on no go ahead get go ahead yeah so it was things like you know um I would always struggle with my relationship with my mum and it was only because she didn't understand sure. what ADHD was about and how to deal with a child with ADHD. There'd be the tiniest things. I mean, she'd make you breakfast in the morning and I would freak out because there was no ketchup. And what people don't understand is, you know, people fob off ADHD like it's nothing. You yeah. know, like, oh, it's, you know, they're just, they're just, they just have behavioural problems. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the naughty kids. But 
in fact, there's so much more behind it. Like, there could be the simplest thing, like the day got changed. You know, well, we're not going to go to the park today. And I would just have a meltdown because part of it is not OCD, but part of it is um, scheduling. People with ADHD need some sort of timetable to have dinner at this time, to be in bed by this time. And I didn't really have any sort of um, routine at all. Um, So little things like that, people really don't understand. And I really, really struggle to sit and pay attention at school. And, you know, I got my eyes tested because I thought it was something to do with my eyes because I'd get headaches from trying to concentrate so hard. And um, we went round and round in circles with counselling. And we even went to CAMS at one point, um, which is like the the mental health for kids. Um, Yeah. So it was so, so difficult. And I was constantly labelled the naughty child. And I'd just sort of come to terms with it. I just sort of was like, well, I'm the naughty one. You know, obviously, I'm just never going to do well in life. I don't care about school anymore. And it kind of did spiral into a, well, what's the point? What's the point? And it was only until, I can't remember what sort of turn it took. But at one point, I thought, no, I've got to knuckle down. And I've got, I'm going to prove every single one of those people wrong. My teachers and everyone. And... And that's the funny thing about ADHD is when you can, when you focus, you hyper focus. So as soon as you put your mind to something and you really enjoy doing it, you all of a sudden, you know, do really well of it, really well at it. And as soon as I started to prove people wrong, that was when I thought, oh, I like this. (laughs) This is fun. So I ended up getting all my GCSEs. You know, people, the teachers are saying, take the lower test, take the lower test, because then you can only get a C. Um, but it means you don't fail. And I was, no, there's no way, there's no way. Um, so I just had to keep pushing and pushing. But yeah, it's not been an easy road at all. Amazing. Well, obviously, I think you said something really interesting there about, you, you know, once you start to prove people wrong, you know, you get addicted to proving people wrong, don't you? And I think, mm, I think a lot of people will identify with that because um, there's something very satisfying, <laughs> isn't there? You know, of course, you yeah. back to your teachers and say, well, I did all right, you know, not bad. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I think I think you're right. And I think part part of the purpose of this podcast is to kind of create a catalogue of that. So that lots of yeah. kids, and there are loads of kids and, and adults as well, but especially kids who they just think it's them. And of course, being able to look into the future, to listen to you and to know that actually, no, you can, yeah, if you've got the right support around you, even if you don't, you can push through and, and accomplish whatever you want. And it's going to be so satisfying when you get to say to people, yeah, I did all right. Um, so amazing. Yeah. Well, look, that's a testament to your, to your character as well. Uh, <laughs> so what, so what happened uh, from, no. from, from school well, to, to TV I mean that's a that's an amazing journey in and of itself how did you how did that have did it have any impact on the career you've had I mean did it give yeah you definitely confidence you know? mm, I mean I really struggled to hold a job down because um, it, it, like it, <clears throat> unless it's something I really enjoy doing I just found no energy to put into it whatsoever um, yes. And my mum always used to say, you know, that this is what people have to do. People don't like their jobs necessarily. You know, you have to just, you have to do these things in life. And for me, I was just like, no, I'm going to find that one thing I love in life. And for me at the time, it was kids. So I just, I was nannying and I, I put myself through college and um, I did amazingly, did really, really well. Um, and then I started modelling. Yep. Um, and that got me onto an opportunity to go onto Love Island. Um, and it was a scary thought for me. And because... Because I, because when I take my medication, I'm not too bad, but I still have my ADHD um, 
like uh, symptoms, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes I'm overly chatty or sometimes I don't listen to what you're saying. Or So I thought I, I was worried when I, when I thought about going into Love Island because I thought, are people going to see through that or are they going to start labelling me names because of it, not knowing that I've got ADHD? Um, so that was scary, but I've actually got quite a funny story. So when I went in there, I said to them, oh, I don't really take my tablets anymore, but here they are just in case. So, um, so I've gone in, and the second day, the exec, uh, the the top people have pulled me to the side and said, um, "We think you need to take your medication <laughs> because then being in this sort of, it isn't a, I didn't feel like a cage animal necessarily, but because yeah. I had nowhere to let let off any steam or any energy, yeah. I was just sort of running rings and I couldn't sleep and I was up in the night and, um, yeah, well, so, yeah, so it's, it's obviously noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Always- so they're obviously they're watching you. Yeah nice so they were obviously coming so they could notice it yeah nice that must have been kind of a humbling moment as well to realize the power of those meds that actually you know when left unchecked you know there's that sort of incredible energetic side that just bursts through um and, mm-hmm. and it, may, it may be less noticeable to you in, the, in you know I, I you know something really interesting you said earlier that people used to think it was behavioral and and there was an yeah. amazing lady who was on in fact uh i'm sure you'll love what she does her name is kelly and she set up a company called born anxious for her son who uh, who uh, suffers from autism or has autism doesn't necessarily suffer from it mm-hmm. um and she's created a sensory clothing line so it's called born anxious so it's all like soft touch clothing with no labels so you know a lot of oh, kids really get obviously a lot of sensory orders so um so we bought some of this yeah. amazing it's really cool slogans and, and and phrases on it to encourage people to be kind to the wearer of the t-shirt like you know so my son's got a t-shirt that says still buffering you know because he's still oh. <laughs> exactly it's really cool so you know That's and brilliant it's, yeah and, and she said to me that it's not a behavioral thing it's an emotional event you know so when you yeah you know, when you were in the middle of an ADHD burst, it wasn't behavioral, it was emotional. You know, your brain's trying to cope with stuff. And yeah. so for the... For the Completely. For the, yeah, for the people in TV around you to be able to say, you should probably take that now, because they could see that, you know, you were having, a, you know, a massive burst of whatever activity it was that signaled to them. So that's kind of, it's mm-hmm. kind on their part, actually, to, let, to, to have them do that, because the alternative would have been to let you carry on and that wouldn't have been healthy yeah so and it could have worked in their favor i suppose so they were still they were looking out for me yeah and um and because yeah. but i didn't see it which was the funny thing i didn't see myself being home yeah. or i just thought oh this is just me because i'm in a new place and whatnot but well it must um, be quite a lot yeah, of fun. Could, you know, it's, it's pretty intense and fun all on 24 7 so you're probably not aware of the changes you're just kind of enjoying every day i suppose in that kind of setting yeah yeah Amazing. exactly exactly yeah so, so um so what but, yeah then? but it all got sorted out well yeah. what happened next yeah so it all got sorted out i still take my medication now i don't take it every day um mm. but i do take it when i have days where i need to be on the ball concentrating um because these these tablets can have side effects and things like sure. that so i don't want to be too reliant on them um and there are other ways of dealing with adhd as well you know there's a, there's lots of things you can go to that help you with your organizational skills and yeah. and um 
little things like that which is which are really good but um so yeah so what it has done is, is like i said before it's made me hyper focused so now what i'm going into is um property development with my dad because oh. it's always been something i've been interested in um so that at the moment is my next venture and we're potentially wow. talking about doing a um sort of like a what's that what's that program called where they design houses on the tv Oh, like, uh, like, uh, well, actually, I, I can't even remember. My mind's gone blank. Yeah, um, I can't, I know, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so just follow us because we're doing a pretty amazing um, nice. development. So, so yeah, so if you put your mind to it, these things mean nothing. They absolutely mean nothing. And you can use the little parts of it that do benefit you to your advantage. And I think that's what you've got to focus on. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And obviously, since then, of course, uh, a, a tiny little bit of news but obviously there's a, a there's a new man a little man in your life uh so as a mom, how, how tell it tell us tell us a little bit about Archie and how being an ADHD mum has an impact positive or negative so when I so pregnancy leveled out my hormones completely and I didn't suffer with anything of the sort of ADHD because obviously oh, wow. I couldn't take my tablets yeah. which was amazing um and since having him, I mean, it's great. I mean, in the first three months, I thought, oh, it's definitely gone. I don't think I've got ADHD anymore, <laughs> which was just silly of me to think. That was just because I was completely tired and I didn't have time to even think about <laughs> anything at all. Um, so, so yeah, it's um, it's been it's nice. been quite good because I am completely energetic, and he's always got this mum who's completely on the ball, has got as much energy as he does. Yeah. Um, so I think he loves it, and I literally think he goes for his naps, and I'm thinking, come on, wake up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be brilliant when you get older as well, because, of course, kids are just permanently permanently on 100 miles an hour. So yeah, little Duracell bunnies. Absolutely. Mm. So that's going to be a competitive advantage. You know, other mums might be slow, yeah. and you'll still be firing away, you know, powering on, and he's going to obviously have a very fun mum. So that's, that's yeah. Cool. I do worry sometimes because I'm still very unorganised and I'd still, um, you know, not very unorganised. I, I, I've, I've got things in place to try and help me be less unorganised, but I still love to do everything. I like to have a sit down and do nothing. So I do think, oh, am I doing too much? Is my ADHD going to rub off on him? Well, <laughs> but think, you know what? No, like... Yeah, as you get older, it and it kind of, yeah, it won't, it won't rub off. And, and also, you know, you're, you'll get busier, your priorities will shift slightly. So I think you kind of... of you'll get busier as he gets older trust me as as the father of a 13 year old <laughs> you're going to get busier anyway just because you end up <laughs> oh, no. they're going to give you a lot more work right now he's still a wee little lad and he's not throwing too much at you but trust me you're going to have plenty of things it's to all to come absolutely absolutely um <laughs> well, look uh amazing i'm so grateful to have had the chance to speak with you i think i mean i've taken away so much i think the key thing for me was you know, hearing someone else who was like so relieved to get the diagnosis because it, you know, it makes you realize it's not you. And I loved, I loved the whole getting addicted to proving people wrong thing. I think, <laughs> I think you know, I, I spoke to an amazing lady uh, last night, a, a lawyer in Boston. She's 25 and she's a qualified lawyer mm -hmm. with autism. Wow. Amazing human. And, and I think I'm spotting a trend, actually. I'm going to be the first one to call it. I think, actually, when mm. you have a neurodiversity, you do get addicted to proving people wrong and proving to yourself what you can achieve. I think that it becomes uh, a hurdle to be jumped over as opposed to a hurdle that's going to... Yep. Um, and perhaps Another good person who did the same thing was Anne. Is it Anne Haggerty? I don't know if I say her second name right. Oh, no. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of there. I, just, I watched that and I just thought, you are 
an absolute angel and I thought you are such a, a credible woman you know to sort of show everyone with autism I think it's autism she has I think it oh, is isn't it I can't recall I it does it. yeah she does she was on the chase um oh, wow. she's autistic yeah and oh, she yes. really struggled and she talk, spoke about it on there and um it was just oh, yeah. such an amazing thing to watch everyone support her and for her you could see how she was really struggling and she just proved herself and everyone else completely wrong or right whatever but you know yeah she amazing. did so well and and you know what i think i think that's the point there's a lot of there's a lot of new role models that we're seeing with uh, people with various universities, yourself included, where actually, you know, when I was growing up, the only, the only person I'd heard of was Rain Man. <laughs> and that's so far removed <laughs> oh, yeah. from, where, from where, you know, that was all we'd heard of in relation to autism and anything neurodiversity. You know, the only person I knew with dyslexia had, uh, uh, he was a slightly odd fellow and he had um, colored glasses. So he really stood out and it was just treated. Yeah. You know, treated as weird back in the 80s you know in the 80s yeah you, you were either normal or weird there was no there was no yeah. distinction nowadays th- th- normal doesn't exist normal's just like no some... and people talk a lot more these days people yeah. are a lot more talkative it's becoming more and more popular to talk about your problems and to be open about who you really are and what you're really struggling with which i think is amazing which is what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and before I before I wrap, I just want to uh, add something else in there. That's a really good point. And I, I've gone through a, a lot of amazing um, growth in the last few months. And one of the things I was told, and I'm just going to share it with everyone, that of course it's good to talk. It doesn't matter where we're all at on our journey. But if people don't know what's wrong, they can't help you. And there are always exactly. people around all of us who love us and want to help us. So all we have to do is open up uh, be a bit vulnerable. I don't know if you know who Brené Brown is, mm-hmm. which is an amazing lady who talks about vulnerability. You know, if we're a bit vulnerable mm-hmm. to the people that love us, let them know where we're at. Often, often more often than not, they'll help us on our journey. Um, and and yeah. to be honest, um, uh, you know, Tyler, talk, talking to you has definitely helped me understand more. And I'm absolutely positive that people listening to this are going to take so much from your journey. You've been really inspirational to talk to you. Thank you so much for being on the oh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Much appreciated. Love talking. Absolutely. And give uh, give Archie a little a little squeeze from me. I love little babies. I will do. Delicious. Mine's thirteen now. I can't get near him for a cuddle. He's not interested. In um, so that's I'm afraid. That's no, no, Dad, that's you're embarrassing. Yeah, I know exactly. I'm I'm absolutely I'm just, just an embarrassment. It's great, but he does love. Me. I know he loves. You're me. the opposite. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's yeah. It's great. But look. Um, so uh, and thanks to everyone for listening um thanks once again uh, to tyler uh, and to archie for letting you be here tonight um and thanks to everyone for listening please do share please do comment someone out there thinks it's all about it's all their fault and if they hear this podcast they'll realize it's not their fault it's not on them and they can get through this and they can achieve anything they want and i think tyler has demonstrated that brilliantly and i'm sure you're going to go on and do even more this is just the beginning so i look forward to hearing more about your successes over the coming years uh once again thanks tyler thanks to everyone for watching and we'll be back uh soon this has been uber neuro and uh, we hope you all enjoyed <laughs>